0: Welcome to Green Tea, sustainable stories from Bowdoin's campus and beyond. My name is Holden Turner.
1: And I'm Juliette Min. Green Tea is a production of the Office of Sustainability at Bowdoin College, sharing the perspectives of students, staff, and community members. Holden and Woo-hoo. I, Juliet, are here with Kate Nicholson today from Wellness. Um, Hi, Kate, so nice to have you So nice to have you on our show. Yeah, um, can you introduce yourself to everyone who is listening here today? Yeah, absolutely. I love getting to connect in kind of
2: creative ways. So this is a really fun opportunity. I I appreciate it. Um, So yeah, Kate Nicholson, it's always good to use my last name. There's so many Kates that work on this campus. Mm. It's kind of a funny thing. But I am the assistant director of student wellness. and it's a position that doesn't exist on a lot of campuses, actually. There's a lot of peer educators and other forms of uh, organizations around how health lives. But having a wellness program or a wellness director um, is kind of a unique thing to vote in, which yeah. is mm-hmm. cool. And so it's not always so um, recognized. But I, in vote, in any way, I'm attached to the counseling team as it lives mm-hmm. so far. So I think of wellness a little bit more where a mental health slant, mm-hmm. um, as of late, anyway, especially but that's how he lives on board. And though I'm attached to the counseling conceptually, but I have an office in another building and then I actually move programmatically all around campus. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and
0: if people are looking to find you on campus, where's your office? Where do yeah. you
2: live? So 24 College, 24 College. commonly called SWAG, I'm upstairs. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Nice, so Kate, how'd you get into wellness as a field?
2: Yeah, I love that because I tend to take really circuitous routes of life. Like I'm not a streamlined, straight and narrow, um pathmaker um I tend to follow one thing to the next. So when I was reflecting about this podcast, I really started to appreciate some common core threads that were like woven through the mm-hmm. many chapters. Yeah. And it made me think back to like my college days. I was at Haverford, so kind of a similar school, and I majored in um Spanish and education. Mm-hmm. Um but really like looking back uh, a couple decades later, I can appreciate that what I loved about that, um, or those disciplines, was really like a fascination with human behavior and what makes us kind of act and feel the way that we do, which is always changing. Mm-hmm. So it's always an interesting topic. So I could have like majored or minored in um, like philosophy or sociology or religious or psychology, I think just the same. Yeah. But I loved language because um, it really, Fostered connection. It was like a vehicle for me. I mean, I read the literature, I wrote the essays, and my dear friend Margaret Boyle would cringe when I say that really wasn't where my heart was at when I was a Spanish major. Um, It was really about getting to use it as a way to connect to people and cultures and experiences. Like, that's what language was alive for me. And then education is something that is like a discipline or a realm of thought and study that feels super alive to me, too, because it's such a like microcosm of what is true at large. And so it's always changing. It's always fresh, it's really dynamic. even like how you show up to work every day is really dynamic. Mm-hmm. So um, So those were like inherent in who I am and like my motivating features in life which feel really relevant or um, pertinent to wellness and well-being. It's like who am I and how do I operate and how can I design a life that feels really aligned or like compatible with that. So like connection, relationships, human behavior were yeah. always fascinating and like driving forces for mm-hmm. me. But then those, like, those studies took me to living abroad in other cultures and languages the years yeah. after college. So I wanted to immerse myself, not as a tourist, but like really living with and understanding other ways of seeing the world and other ways of like creating a life. Yeah. Uh, so that really expanded So I feel like that's just a really important of mindset when it comes to how we think about bodies and health and well-being is like definitely um, anything that challenges like s- sort of a straight and narrow or traditional like there's just infinite ways to make a life and there's no one definition of health and well-being so for me like to already be training that mindset myself um just feels really important um yeah
0: you're looking across learning how to yeah. look at many different ways of being in a space Where were you? Where were you located? You
2: got it. Where was I located? Like when I was living. When were you living abroad? Yeah. 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 Well, when I was in college, I did study in Spain for the whole Mm -hmm. year. Yeah. So that was a really good launching off pad for um, someone that didn't travel much growing up. Yeah. Uh, You know, kind of like a nice put my toes in the water Mm -hmm. in another setting. But then after that, I jumped into the Peace Corps. I was like, all right, let's do it. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did the Peace Corps in Madagascar, Mm -hmm. and so I lived in Madagascar. Did some good traveling um, through through Africa. And then that led to um, an experience teaching and working and living in Costa Rica and coming back to Latin America, yeah. which was the place I always had a lot of affection for.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then I started to migrate back up the East Coast and came back to New England
1: where I grew up. Got it. Yeah. So when you were in these, some of these places, these different locations, what was different about the way that these people lived or mm. uh, the way that they maybe ha- were seeing wellness that you, were challenged by or like it grew you in the way that you
2: were perceiving the way we we live and um, make ourselves well. Ooh, yeah. Such <laughs> a juicy question. Um I love this because there's this whole organization or concept of the blue zones. Have you heard of this? No. no. So the blue zones was this one study from this one journalist that started out in the beginning, I don't exactly know when it was first pitched or found, but he was going around looking at centenarians and pockets of concentrated centenarians. So people who are living to the age of 100 or older and where there were geographic pockets on the planet where there were like extra numbers of these humans. And you're like, what is that? And where are these people? And what are some commonalities around who they are, their value systems, their lifestyle, their Mm -hmm. habits, the infrastructure or design of their communities? Like what is helping them stay? And are they at 100 and suffering or are they living well at a yeah. hundred? So examining all of these things. And so I'm, I love looking and like digging into that material, which is only like exploded in, in recent years. Um, if you look it up, it's a really, you should put it in the show notes, blue zones or blue zones project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just comes actually, it's a funny story. It just comes from him using a blue marker, like <laughs> on a big board of like, mm-hmm. here's this commonality. And like, if you draw an arrow over here, this is true here as well. Um, so Okinawa, Japan was one place, Costa Rica was one place, although I learned about this much later after living there. So um, there were definitely very different cultures, but there were some common threads, common values, <coughs> common concepts that were um, shared among how they lived and why they were the way they are. So mm-hmm. anyway, back to my personal experience, so that's like kind of an interesting place to get yeah. excited about learning around these things. Um, and it's also a real living program. like. This is happening in real time right now um and the pandemic brought a whole other slant to like what's happening in these communities and how they responded but um so my personal experience well one of them was okay a few little like vignettes so when i lived in barcelona spain i remember like one of my first ways that my world view was rocked and it's a simple thing like you mm-hmm. you will have heard this i'm not making it up yeah uh, it's not mine but when we when i moved to um the Mediterranean, then there was this whole notion that you could feel it in the air. You could feel it how people moved and I lived with families and I kind of feel in the internal rhythms of households mm-hmm. that people worked to live mm-hmm. and Americans were kind of notorious for Maybe living to work. work. Yeah. That inverse. Mm-hmm. And they would own that. Like, yeah, you Americans, you work too hard. You, you take yourselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Like we care deeply about what we do and we yeah. do important work, but that's not why we're here exclusively. Um, so, and we're not going to wait until retirement to live well or hope that we get there and we get to, so we're going to do it today. We have right now. So that just sort of rocked me for a moment as in like just seeing how someone else could entirely take that, um, like on purpose, like I just saw that this is, you just kind of grew up with one way of seeing things and like assume that's how it is because that's your first exposure or first learnings. Um, so for that, that was a real good shaking for me. Um, and I also really liked how my body felt, how my yeah. internal rhythms felt yeah. moving in that way there. So not only was it an idea conceptually, it was like a really interesting way to embody it when I was there. Cause when you're traveling is one thing, but when you are immersing yourself in a culture, um, even for a while, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't long term, but, um, you know, for a good year, I really got to like sink in and attune to those rhythms. So that was a great one. And then when I, hmm, I think when I lived in Madagascar, one little takeaway would be, I know, and I could go off, but one takeaway would be the, there's like just this raw simplicity. Like Madagascar mm-hmm. especially is such a remote island. And so there's so many like animals and species and plants that are endemic to Madagascar that never had a chance to evolve, right? Like so, you can just even see metaphorically like how there was a simplicity that was just not um, jarred by so much of the other like colonized, um, oppressive ways of the world, like evolving in different directions. It re- remained relative It did have some of that history, but it remained relatively untouched in comparison. So. When I got there, there was dire poverty, which is why the Peace Corps was serving there. So that part I would never wish on, but to really be there without this, like, um, without imposing moral value of right and wrong and good and bad, I was really there humbly to learn and to be of service in theory. Okay. Yeah. So to just be and notice and, and be grateful to receive their teachings. Yeah. there were like real deep teachings and a, a raw simplicity of life that like that was something i felt there yeah. that i was changed by
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then the last thing i think um when i lived in costa rica and this like latin culture which i just love the vibrancy and the colors and the sounds and, like it's so sensual like there's so much sensory input to everything there like i really love that place yeah um and there's so many times i worked, worked with american teenagers down there so, so i was working at a school that we would move in, and um do these immersion experiences down there. So we were always trying to translating culture to culture, language to language and having this cross cultural experience. Mm -hmm. And all the American students that I would have down there like, oh, don't you wanna come to like New York and Boston? And they would always like almost picture it, inadvertently sell like an assume, Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, you should come visit my family. Like when they were talking with our Ticos, our local families. And by and large, (laughs) by and large, they were like, have you looked around? Like we're actually, I'm good. Like I love it here.
3: Yeah.
2: I don't actually have that grass is greener need to go more Mm -hmm. is better. And assuming that north is better than down here too. So all of these different directionalities of how they would wake up and see their life and their sense of purpose and, presence and contentment. Yeah. Contentment is a word I think Americans really struggle to like truly yeah. embody and understand. To just be
0: satisfied with something.
3: To be
2: satisfied, to know what you have when you have it. And they were there's such a richness, like Costa Rica, like such a richness mm-hmm. to who and what they are. And again, not anywhere is perfect. And there are hardships and struggles everywhere, so I'm not trying to over romanticize that. Absolutely. But those were like really moving teachings for me. Yeah
1: those things that you've been in encountering and learning at these different locations, it's very countercultural if you think about it, especially in America. Uh, especially maybe even at a college like Bowdoin. Yeah. So I'm curious maybe what brought you here? Why Bowdoin? Um mm-hmm. how did you connect these two together? And yeah. when you work, um, when you work here at Bowdoin, with what kind of mindset do you come into this? Um, you, I mean, students here probably don't have the experience and the knowledge that you were able to gain when you were abroad and when you were doing all of these studies. So, is it is there a way in which you, you really want to translate all of those really wonderful things that you've learned, or um, yeah, like what is your what is your mindset when you go? Like
2: oh gosh. Well, I would challenge one thing, mm-hmm. is that I think I'm learning from you all at Bowdoin like every single day. And I think that we are learning, we are should be learning from each other and like mm-hmm. our value system. Like for me, wellness has such a direct connection to our value systems. And when we're living in alignment with our personal values, that's why wellness mm. is very subjective and personal. Yes, we mm. have metrics. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have like these studies that show us some commonalities. But really, in translation of day-to-day experiences, it's a very subjective and it's very personal.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I think that we actually like bring so much to that table. And you know, I was um, one of my teachers in recent times was bringing up this concept. You know, in light of everything, and importantly so, with wellness justice. Mm-hmm. I was like, wellness justice. They have my attention. What is that? <laughs> and you know, it's just a sort of playing with the concept, like really trying to bring it into a conversation. It wasn't like firm and complete but really that we have so much inherent wisdom and knowing already in our direct communities right here we're always trying to outsource and look to like uh, external sources of knowing and like you know something i don't know Mm -hmm. that's why we have a very billion dollar like wellness industry complex selling us things Mm -hmm. that we think that we need to feel better but in fact (laughs) Mm -hmm. coming back to those like simple terms of how to live well um I think that we actually have a lot to glean from where we come from and mm-hmm. what our like lived experiences are. Yeah. So there's that. Um, yeah. And I think that's, that's like, I want to put an exclamation yes, point there, you that know the what star I mean? Next to that. Yeah, yeah, put yeah. It a little star on that one.
0: Absolutely. We, had, print. we had, um, Hayden Keen on, on yes. the podcast last year and she's, she talked with us about how she and her practices trying to do as much work, um, with of her own genealogy and where she comes from trying to find it in herself and her past instead of looking to other places mm. Which I think is mm. overlapping exactly yeah, with what you're yeah. saying.
2: There's so much overlap. I mean, yeah. if we look at like the natural world, there's gorgeous metaphors all sure. over the place yeah. of how to be a human mm-hmm. um, Especially since we like to think that humans are different than nature But Hayden will also remind us that we are in and of nature itself
3: mm-hmm.
2: so human exceptionalism is a little disturbing. Um, so she'll bring us right back down there into the ground and the soil and um, where plants were our first teachers, really,
0: yeah. is, you know, I thought that's there. I like the thought that your teacher is posing about trying to make sure that we're doing it thoughtfully and intentionally about where yeah. we source our wellness from. Yeah, yeah.
2: there okay. it is. So yeah, like, so what does that mean to Bowdoin, right? Right. Yeah. And how did I get to Bowdoin? Or what brought me here? And all oh. that's such a good question, too. Well you know, in some ways it was practical. Like I've been doing a healing arts business of body work and Mm -hmm. movement therapy. And like, I kind of went from high school teaching into like the healing arts and mind body, like I really started to geek out and like get fascinated by that world and learning, not the language of like, uh, the written word or verbal languages of how we communicate, but the language of the body. I realized like oh languages are still a thing for yes. me but now i'm really understanding how to speak and communicate with the body mm-hmm. and how do bodies non-verbally communicate to each other whole other thing yeah. uh, so i was really just breaking down the road and i had this wonderful beautiful community of clientele uh, who trusted me and who i was learning from and supporting also and a lot of them were. Bowdoin faculty, Bowdoin staff, Bowdoin oh. students would get referred down from counseling, and like their concussions and stress and overwhelm. Mm. And so I was getting a truly like my hands-on feel for what Bowdoin felt like in a body. Right. Mm. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, they have this job, and I was kind of ready for a change, and um, as in like I kind of maxed out my bodywork practice and feeling like there's something else emerging. Yeah. So keeping that on my radar and then this position was literally created so i want to remind all of you seniors who stress out about what you're going to be when you grow up <laughs> mm-hmm. there are things that don't even exist yet that yeah, you're like so life true. is preparing <laughs> you for mm-hmm. and that you just need to be ready and awake for okay mm-hmm. like anyway i get excited about that No, it's great. <laughs> um and so i knew i wanted to serve in a different way but bring my skills and not reinvent a wheel right like yeah. i know i have some some help, helpful things here about what to do with them so then Bernie Hirschberger, who was the director of counseling has always had this incredible integrative health view
3: mm-hmm.
2: of what counseling and wellness is at Bowdoin.
3: Mm-hmm. And it's a
2: little progressive for higher education, honestly, like maybe yeah. on California or West coast, we'll get some of that, you know, action, but here on the East coast, it's a little bit more like a phys ed credit. Mm. Yeah.
1: And I mean, a little bit about it. What is the,
2: yeah, integrative yeah. health. So, you know, it's really bringing wisdom and like, Wisdom traditions and knowing that of how we live well and what it means to In body right to be in these bodies With like modern science like we're all about mindfulness right now, which is really exciting and I love mindfulness because Well, it serves me personally it's direct experience But also it's this confluence of wisdom tradition with like really interesting neuroscience But really Mm -hmm. science is often just proving something that many You know wisdom keepers have known for a long time Mm -hmm. moderns like need to see it and right. um, in
0: certain terms.
2: measure it and you know have, mm-hmm. in certain terms yeah mm-hmm. so I like that it's a place where we can have a conversation it's not this or that these like unhelpful binaries um so it's like this confluence so integrative health is like a confluence of a lot of different paradigms of healing and embodiment of health um different um sources of like so we could see um traditional Chinese medicine right and so we started an acupuncture clinic here on campus yeah Yeah. not many campuses have an acupuncture clinic yeah so then we got um our reiki has been a it's an energy medicine or energy healing modality um and i've worked with it for over a decade it's a beautiful practice um is it anything for everybody no so if anyone's you know got their skeptical eye like i welcome it and it's Mm -hmm. also not necessary for you that's okay Mm -hmm. yeah but also our acupuncture clinic has been so exciting and reiki too i will say um this semester where almost every student has never tried these things at all before mm-hmm. so i'm always blown away and impressed by like the willingness and curiosity of Bowdoin students to be like yeah. huh you say that there might be something here for me
3: mm-hmm. i
2: feel like i could feel better <laughs> let's see what happens
1: mm-hmm. and yeah. like, that's
2: like a perfect starting point for health to emerge yes. okay versus yeah. like going in and thinking that we already know what's yeah. going to happen and how that's like kind of like limiting um equation there so bernie is like all about like he's kind of started this whole yoga studio space upstairs and like integrative movement therapies and not necessarily just exercise because just like weightlifting and spin biking is not for everybody right Mm -hmm. so like how can we create a buffet of opportunities to explore different ways of being in a body different um practices that might speak to your body in this moment in time in a way that supports you to feel like more like more of you can be here confidently right yeah um yeah does that feel like satisfying for integrative health and medicine mm-hmm. like kind of bringing traditional or mm-hmm. um, other forms of like other cultural uh, and again with respect and um, appreciation and not to appropriate but also like pairing them and partnering where do these like worlds meet in a way that feels like really um exponentiated like in terms of how we can feel better because we've done a really good job of feeling crummy like we really figured (laughs) out how to feel pretty crummy and um stressed out and overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and like isolated and anxious like we've done that really well
3: yeah so now we really need to think
2: creatively Mm -hmm. and holistically like bringing worlds and ideas together maybe Mm -hmm. to meet unprecedented situations that we're in yeah
0: you wow. see you're, you're talking about Bowdoin as a, as a body, like a, a, a mm. physical, literal body with, yeah. with its own yeah. aches and pains and all of that. Yeah. Um, you also mentioned earlier in our talk about directionalities of, of where you're looking and where you're drawing from um, as you're engaging with wellness. Where are you engaging with going towards this semester? Mm. How do you approach this semester in particular? I
2: love that because honestly, all right, so Kate Nicholson, she arrived like a couple months before pandemic, right. I mean, I was working down the road. So I've always <laughs> been in the community. So it right. wasn't like what brought me to Bowdoin as in like, I wasn't living here already. It was in my neighborhood. Yeah. And it was already part of my community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it felt like a way to be here differently. Yeah. Um, and excitedly, like I was yeah. excited to translate like therapeutic work yeah. into an educational setting. I'm like, Ooh, that's like, what is, what's is that? Like, that's challenge Yeah. accepted Yeah, and I'm still working on it. But that said, every semester, so this is what, like, one, two, three, four, five yeah. semesters something in or like something that. like that, uh-huh. has been entirely different landscape. Mm. Like, whoa, what am I doing now? Like, ah, honestly, <laughs> I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but I'm going to figure it out, find my way, and do my best effort. Um,
0: I love that you're acknowledging that, though, that, <sighs> it's, a, it's, a, that it's, it's still making it up sometimes. We are
2: still mm-hmm. making this up. Yeah. And we have, again, like, life experiences, trained skills, um, honest and open communication like let's keep trying there to do the best we can but like, nobody, knows. nobody knows nobody knows nobody knows so like honest Yes. Yeah. real talk um and I say that in a way that I hope feels reassuring and not like yeah. um disconcerting <laughs> that like you think that you know you're being led <laughs> by someone else, you know we're, we're here together and we have this these brilliant minds these amazing resources to get to feel really creative and innovative about mm-hmm. how we keep thinking Okay. Yeah. And wellness is central to that because no matter what our ideas, if we're not well, little else matters, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Whether it's our planet, our soil, our communities, our personal health, and our bodies or minds. So, mm-hmm. our spirits. Yeah. Um, so, this semester. Okay. So, when I came into the semester, and this is very much an active question when I anticipate a new semester, and it will be again. Like, spring semester will be a different terrain than fall, right? at least somehow. So when I first showed up, it was all about like high performance anxiety. I was like, okay, that was what I was hearing over and over again. That was like, what was spiking and like bringing students into counseling and like, we have to talk about this. Yeah. I was like, okay, got it, right? Like I got yeah. things for that. Like, let's see what we can go with this. Yeah. And then pandemic uh, and everything went from anxious and high achieving to like lethargy. Like what's yeah. the point? Like I have no agency. I can't, I'm getting no, you know?
3: Right. I was like, oh, this is
2: so different. So we did the whole year virtual, it was not pretty, but we really tried hard and we mm-hmm. got through, here we are. Um, the primary things that were like at the forefront of how I approach this semester with wellness or well and those feel like different words to me, if you can talk about that, yeah. um, is first, growing a capacity for life. Like I think our capacity, and I often will just think about it as like a nervous system thing that feels we can wrap ourselves around, we can think of an energy body to like a low battery, Right. Um, was just like diminished. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like you have your iPhone and then even on a good day, your battery like needs to be replaced. Your yeah. battery will only go to like 30% on a good day because yeah. your battery is like getting too worn out. And so that's what it felt like. We were coming back to Bowdoin. Like Bowdoin is Bowdoin. There's a lot here, a lot to be done. We have yeah. a lot of expectations, a lot of hopes, a lot of investment, a lot mm-hmm. at stake and we're running at like thirty percent, though. Yeah. yeah. But yet, the, I don't know. The, I think that was a point of tension and stress for a lot of students and kind of staff. That, wait, are my expectations still at a hundred?
3: Right. Coming at
2: me, and yet I'm working at thirty, mm-hmm. and like, ah, what do I do? How do I do this? And this yeah. is just me? Does everyone else have a hundred percent? I'm at thirty.
3: Yeah.
2: So ultimately, I just knew we had a lot of rebuilding. re-fortifying of Mm -hmm. our inner capacity to show up to the outer life of our scholarship or our community and we do that like through contemplative practice through movement through you know connecting with anything outdoors um these are like now scientifically proven like ecotherapy is a thing because it really sustains um our mind body our organism right our inner and outer ecosystems Mm -hmm. so these are real things um So, these are the ways that we start to re fortify. Mm -hmm. But it's also honesty. Like, sometimes, how many students have come in needing four classes, signing up for four classes? There's been a lot of drops of that fourth class. Yes. If you dropped your fourth class, you are not alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And there often are like last minute droppers, too. Like, you know what, actually, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. two weeks from now, and i'm not gonna pull it and
0: whenever up. i hear mm. those conversations about hey i'm thinking about doing this it's it's always it always feels right afterwards to so yeah. that person yeah. to be like yes yes i feel better after doing this mm-hmm.
2: it's so much of our stress is like in anticipation mm. of making a decision or the worry of the what if yes mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but when we really note what is honest and true about ourselves or a moment and then meet it with that same like generous honesty to it it's often very relieved like, oh, mm-hmm. like you just took off the heaviest backpack ever and your shoulders were finally like, thank God. Oh. Yeah. And I'm still okay. I'm still here with three classes, mm-hmm. not four. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm still here.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And everything, nothing just fell apart. Like I'm okay. Mm-hmm. We'll figure this out. So so part of that is the capacity building, is yeah. to be honest with where we are and not pretending that we're not where we are mm-hmm. or wishing we were differently. Like, you know, struggling with that, but really getting a little clearer. And the support systems our deans, our counselors, are you know the we're here to support you through those hard choices and decisions. Yeah. yeah. And then the other big thing about coming back to campus and approaching wellness this semester specifically was a lot about rebuilding relationships and community. Like half of mm-hmm. our half of our student body hasn't really been here like in mm-hmm. full, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. all you know, switches um, turned on and so it's like a lot of work that often is implicit to like onboarding and orientation and road trips and then mm-hmm. the like upper class kind of showing and honestly there's pros and cons to the fact that we can rethink a lot of what tradition is here and who we are as a community and what feels good again not just what has been or has yeah. always been the way yes. mm-hmm. so i thought there was a lot of opportunity um but we had to be real direct with like we can't just assume students kind of know each other or know how to do this yeah. thing called college or thing mm-hmm. called Planet, voted right like we have to really hold some hands and scaffold that and, mm-hmm. and support it um, yeah. and name it right just naming it so you don't feel like oh my gosh I know everything you don't you don't know what you're doing like no most people are actually don't know anymore we have to figure it out together and we define it right. so mm-hmm. and in that is where we find our relationships you know we really okay. heal through relationships okay. but we live in a very individual centric right like hyper individualized, world but right. especially even higher ed it's like just work harder just yeah. more like hero your here's your wellness prescription just yeah. do X Y and Z and then go do your work and figure it out and mm-hmm. you're like whoa but that's, that's a not right. that's yeah. not right like we're mm-hmm. here to figure this out together mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys I don't know what it's been like for you maybe this semester like yeah what are you wishing that wellness would have been or could still be to meet you where you honestly are
0: Ooh. well that's a great question um, i think that in i i can i i see what you're saying in my everyday routine in many ways because it's it's a it's for me being able to find moments of wellness sprinkled throughout the moments of work not just one being separate from the other they are they are a continuous thread that runs throughout my day and part they're they're part of routine so like when i get up i make sure i take a shower and then i do some stretches like that and that just centers me for the day mm-hmm. and then I make sure I drink a lot of water keep checking with myself throughout the day take moments of rest where I need to so I and that's that's hard-worn experience from mm-hmm. as a, a super senior, as a super senior mm-hmm. of, of being here for for a little while and knowing the routine um, I definitely didn't have all these routines in place for myself when I was a first year or a sophomore um, so it's it's been it's been a little while but then there are lovely lovely moments where I I I find space to say, hey, I want to go to a wellness thing today. Mm-hmm. I've been to, I'd say, two or three this semester. Just small things where I'm able to come in, check in with people. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm thankful for what, for what Sessions Wellness offers um, that are programmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What do you have to say, to that?
1: Yeah, for me, I would say, for, uh, for me, what what really helps is, I know I am very thankful that wellness is a lot of different that is uh, I know a lot of my friends who go to a lot of different sessions and find them very very helpful um, but I think another way that I find another thing that I find very very helpful is beyond the programming just the type of messaging that wellness and also just like the ad- maybe administrators or you know just mm-hmm. the, I would say higher ups of <laughs> um, are kind of sending out all the different coordinators on campus are kind of sending out to reassure students that hey you know i we recognize that this is kind of a different semester we recognize that um, the things that are happening right now are not really normal for you and you uh, you might need some extra space you might not have the bandwidth right now and that's okay um, and here are some resources, but also you can do it in your own way, in the mm-hmm. way that you know how. Um, just receiving that type of messaging and hearing it um, has been very, very helpful for me. So um, yeah, there's definitely I think wellness can be like a, a like a bottom up kind of you do it with yourself and your your friend or like your family or something like that, within your roommate circle or something like that. There's definitely a very big Part of wellness that is that way, but also when you get to hear from a teacher or yeah. or from from wellness that you can take some space, it's there's just like an extra added relief. Mm. I think mm. um, right I mean, because like,
0: those, those
1: expectations, pressures. the expectations That's and the burden awful. that we feel is really kind of being kind of taken off for us. Um, and so for me, that especially has been super helpful this this semester, mm-hmm. last semester. Hearing those words of affirmation, like, "Yeah, this is not, not normal," um, so I'm very helpful, I'm very thankful for for that. The emails I get, and they're all just acknowledging, that, "Yeah,
2: you're you're okay." Um, yeah, you're okay. Yeah. That feels like such a simple core mm-hmm. wellness message because mm-hmm. I think so many of our driving forces are like that. We're not okay, therefore, mm-hmm. I need to exercise. Therefore, I need to eat differently. Therefore, I need to sleep less and work harder. Therefore. I- but if I just trust it, that like, no, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. This yeah. is okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah, You know, it's just that like simple, I don't know, midline of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And some days will be amazing and some days will really be super hard, but like ultimately if we can just find our way through, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that. And I know that that's actually been a place of tension for some students and I, and I hear it, um, it feels fair, where there's, has felt like a mixed message Right, like, okay. Wellness says one thing. Um, yeah, we really would love for you to feel like you are worth taking care of, and how to take care of each other. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, but you're at Bowdoin, and there's a lot to do, and yes. we really want to yeah. keep it up there. You know, like mm-hmm. high bar. And and I respect that place of like exceptional standards of work and ethic and achieving. Um, I think that's a lot to be proud of here. Um, and it really is a special, standout kind of place that way. Yeah. But I feel like we really have to continue that commitment of finding a shared core message that we can all get behind and follow through with. Mm-hmm. That you, therefore, you can trust it. Because I think when it feels mixed messages, it's really hard to know what to trust. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh, well, I feel like I need more sleep. I know I'm super tired, but like also my professor's like not going to give me an extension tomorrow. I really need to pee this. You know, pass this in, and right. okay, sure. Maybe you could have managed your time better before tonight. Be able to take some ownership sure. of that, and like we're mm-hmm. learning how to do those things, right? Mm-hmm. Study skills, life skills, but but also like trusting some core thread of a message feels really important. That I think we're like mm-hmm. a work in progress around, honestly. um So yeah, just please know that like I really want to keep finding our way with mm-hmm. more people at the table, more voices that are. Just sending a very shared message mm-hmm. of what it means to be okay yeah, yeah. yeah
0: julia before the show you you shared some you shared questions and notes with us and one of the questions was about like the balance between responsibility and also trying to mm-hmm. lay down things that yeah. really burden us where, yeah. where are you coming at that question
1: yeah it's it's really just coming off of what you just said kate mm-hmm. about how a lot of times we feel like we have a lot of deadlines and we things to do, we have responsibilities to bear because we are here to do work, we're here to study, our job is to be a good student, Mm -hmm. and um, at times it seems like um, in order to to do this whole wellness thing, it seems like in a way the message is to be, it feels sometimes like I feel a pressure to just Okay, just away with the studies, so that I can just have a moment of of peace and yeah. you know burden-free uh, time with yeah. with my my friends, myself, and just kind of rejuvenate. Um, but at times I wonder, like, at what point is there like what is the line for students mm-hmm. who are experiencing that that tension between oh, but my work is calling me, but also my body's clearly calling <laughs> me to rest, and yeah. so. Is there a way in which uh, we can kind of better balance that? Do you think that's a, like an individual, you kind of have to figure it out or is that something you think maybe wellness can kind of help us figure out too? Uh,
2: yeah, okay. Um, this is like the, the million dollar question, Isn't right? It? Like I think yeah. this is like how we distill this conversation down on like, just tell yeah. me what to do. Yeah. Um, and it feels like such a fair question because I think it's like the most common struggle Cause we all have, we all are sitting with great intentions. We all want to feel good. We all want to do well. We all want to like try our best at all the things that our college experience is like offering us. So, and I know I'm in grad school right now. And like, I too have felt like, oh my gosh, I did not sleep well last night or like unexpected things have really taken a turmoil on like my energy body. And like, oh, you know, I'm really run down now and how to get back, how to bounce Mm -hmm. back. Like this resilience thing, like now I'm gonna bounce back. Oh, I wish it felt like that easy. So, you know, what you're explaining is definitely at like a, a a moment in a call, co- like a perfect moment example of a college experience. Mm. And I can't say that it like goes away after college. That's right. You know, eventually
1: you're going to like. yeah, I'm a
2: student now, but it might as well be work or parenting mm-hmm. or like exactly. something else yeah. that's going to challenge my my finding of that line that we're talking about or that mm-hmm. balance, which I think is a not a great word because we think that's this thing that i'm perfectly standing on my tiptoes no it's like more like right surfing. i think you know Mm -hmm. like we don't know what the weather's going to be like we don't know what the tide's going to be like Mm -hmm. we don't know if that wave you know or how to like but it's really figuring out how to find that dance or like Mm -hmm. be attuned to rhythms and um responsive to something as it arises but also maybe learning how to swim and like getting a nice board or like you know (laughs) like some things that could set you up well okay Yeah. yeah Um, but with that I would say that college is one of those examples that's super concentrated and pressure like extra extra, okay? So I think that You it's all about like experimentation for me in college like for students I think if you just keep actively experimenting which like you were saying you say I check in with myself multiple times during the day, which is just like Noticing mm-hmm. it's not like an actual thing that takes a lot of energy or time. It's like a habit of noticing mm-hmm. so noticing And then there's the experimental moment, then what? I notice that I'm tired, then what? Mm -hmm. I notice that I'm feeling overwhelmed, then what? Like, do I talk about it? Do I name it? Do I write about it? Do I pull back and and ask for less? Do I engage and just really commit? Like I need to do this. And sometimes we do big, hard things and we just have to do the work and get it done. Like me too, right? Mm -hmm. Me too. Um, those wellness newsletters, like they always take me (laughs) such a long time. I I was like cutting and pasting from campus groups. It's so silly. Not a rocket science uh, project, but it's like a time. So little things can just feel like they take your time. Now your timeline is off. And so paying attention and how we respond is like maybe the ultimate wellness practice. And Mm -hmm. we have ways that we can help train that muscle of attention and um offer options to how to frame a moment and then respond um but i would say finishing once you leave college i think it's just a lot of life is about expansion and contraction these are like the actual like internal rhythms of of planet and body and consciousness and like daily rhythms and expand and contract day and night in and out up and down and so it's like when you notice that you have to like rise up for something there you go. You dig deep, you resource yourself, you ask for help, you do the thing and then you can't just keep running at that level. Mm. So then we realize it's time to like contract or like come down or Mm. ease up. I think it's okay. We're not looking to have any perfect, like that's like, perfection. Let's throw it out the window. It's not (laughs) helpful. And we try to do well, we try to be really good at wellness. Mm. That's like, ah, that's not helpful. Even though it's so tempting. (laughs) It's so tempting.
0: Just another skill to master. Yeah, just another thing to do, another
2: responsibility, and another um, thing to be good at. But really, it's just an ongoing life practice, and I think it comes in rhythms and expanding and contracting. And and then noticing where you are in that ebb and flow, and what Mm -hmm. do you need maybe next, Mm -hmm. and how courageous are we are to give that to ourselves or to ask for need or find the resource and that means it's not all in you I want to say like there's some serious yeah. systems at large okay that are like keeping some things not well and that need to be checked and need to be questioned so we have like layers of responsibility yeah, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: that's another podcast that I
0: have
1: one question for you okay um and that question is ask somebody who is in a way taking responsibility for a birth or not maybe taking responsibility I don't know but um, you've committed yourself to Mm -hmm. making sure that a lot of other people have their resources to feel well too, right? And in a semester or a time such as this, it must be very taxing Mm -hmm. on you. And so how do you, um, how do you do it? Like how do you Mm. um, make sure that you're well too, that you're doing well expanding and contracting um, while you are taking care of all these other people too. Yeah. yeah. Ooh,
2: I appreciate you for that question. <laughs> I tell you what this, you know, the last two weeks have been pretty extra hard mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, and therefore physically, I feel like my physical energy is often a reflection of the more subtle realms. So I noticed that and I have been so deeply touched by so many colleagues and even graduated students that I happen to have some affection with, and like I've had to late, late contact, right? Like Instagram contact, um, have just said, keep I've been thinking of you, mm. how are you doing? And just receiving that note, it's like oh, a, a, an exhalation. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to explain it, but I wanna say it because thank you to whoever's listening and who <laughs> has just said those words to me, even in a little mm-hmm. text, like, wow gosh as someone who holds a lot right now kate is that there's a lot of heavy
3: yeah
2: yeah uh, i'm thinking about you and i'm yeah. like, how are you doing and do you need anything what can you do mm-hmm. so just being asked that question is such yeah. medicine mm-hmm. um it's like a reciprocity of medicine because mm-hmm. i feel like it renews me and just even knowing that someone's got me on their radar in that way mm-hmm. me as an any healer or any caretaker like your teachers included like every you know we all are really mm-hmm. um so thank you, and also like remembering how, how um, giving, how much you are gifting someone just by those simple gestures. Mm. Like please, like that's such um, because it feels like there's a lot to do and everything's really hard. But, but sometimes your well-being can also be caught in moments, like you were describing your day. Yeah. I guess not necessarily about going on an outing club or going to yoga, like. It's a lot about like those moments of noticing and just breathing or being honest or connection, right? Mm-hmm. So to finish too, again like ebb and flow. There's been weeks where it's like drained me and I gave a lot, but I also give a lot because I care a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving not out of resentment or out of like absolute obligation but I'm giving out of like a true loving responsibility. Like Mm -hmm. I really love my job. And so I say that again to my super seniors of like finding work that sometimes you have to do it, but sometimes you get to love it. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And so that's a different kind of um, feeling of tired. You know that tired you get when you're staring at a screen, you're like, I don't care about this essay. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you're like, I love this professor. I love this class. I can't, it's a lot of work. I want to go to bed, but I really actually love this too. Mm -hmm. That's a different kind of exhaustion and giving it to something that you don't actually care about. Mm-hmm. I care immensely about this work and being here and
1: really honestly all
2: of you that I know mm-hmm. and I don't know, I care immensely. Um, so it's a different place I get to give from. And then I have a couple of days off coming up. Tomorrow's yes. my birthday, Woo-hoo! I'm gonna eat Happy some birthday. yummy food. I'm gonna snuggle with my kids. I'm yeah. just mm-hmm. gonna watch some show, you know, like put our feet up and just like, uh, not really yeah. cerebral, like I just wanna, again, Sink in and slow down and like kind of recharge my battery. Mm -hmm. But I love it through movement. Like, I'm excited to exercise. I haven't exercised this week very much. It's Mm -hmm. been one of those weeks that have taken that from me. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't wait to get it back. Like, I can't Mm -hmm. wait for this weekend and like go for a dog run, you know, and get outside and be more playful. Yeah, that's wonderful. So I do feel pretty good at taking those things now. But that's been Mm -hmm. an ongoing practice of getting, granting myself, Mm -hmm. being better at granting myself permission to go for it. Yeah. Because I know what it feels like when I don't, mm-hmm. and I know what it feels like when I do. Mm-hmm. But it also comes and goes in those waves, so,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay, we've been so happy to be able to talk with you today. We have one last question, and this is the question of what does sustainability mean to you?
2: <sighs>
0: Take your time. <laughs> Take my time, I know, <laughs>
2: this is actually, but I feel like it's an easy question, but it's a, not. Like, mm-hmm. I don't actually find it easy to answer. Um, I will say that it's one of those things when I first arrived to Boden, and Bethany Taylor was in the position of mm-hmm. the sustainability coordinator. Yep. Um, and I have yet to meet your near person, so <laughs> reach out to me, email me. Um, but also, when when we made contact, like introduced ourselves to each other, and I was like, wellness meets sustainability, uh-huh. I was like, hell yeah, this is, needs to be an ongoing, active relationship all the time, um, because I don't know how to do one without the other.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's part of my answer, um, you know, if you look at your UN goals, right? You guys work a lot with those 17 United Nations goals of sustainability, like health and well-being is right there, like in the top five.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, so it's undeniable at at however you look at it, like what lights Kate up around being in the work of wellness has Mm. so much to do with sustainability and what the world and the planet needs has so much to do with that relationship too. So at all levels and in all directions, Um, i think we can't deny that we need each other but what does that exactly look like it's like still so hard i would just say about living a life that feels like it matters to you Mm. you know what makes you feel alive follow the aliveness and do it in a way that lifts others and doesn't like harm as much as possible
0: thank you
1: (laughs) It's been so fun. I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kate, for joining us. It was such a, such a wonderful time. I feel like I learned so much. Um, we'll be taking a lot of what you, what you shared with me. Hopefully a lot of our listeners too, as we go into this Thanksgiving break. And and take a couple of breaths.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Be well, everybody.
0: Throughout the 2021-2022 academic year, Green Tea is collecting stories about sustainability from students, staff, and community members. Stay tuned for more episodes, and thanks for listening.